Hey everybody, this is Curtis from the podcast letting you know that we're sponsored by Twitch. Twitch is a community where people can watch a cat play a piano or you can watch somebody play a video game. That's a regular thing too. There's a lot of amazing content on Twitch and you can find content creators that fit what you like to watch. And if you don't quite find what you're looking for, start streaming it yourself. We hope that you're going to love the world of Twitch because it's such an inviting world with tons to offer and there's really no limit to what the imagination brings. Check out Twitch today. podcast angrier than ever and there's, there's still not three of us we're still four you know what Fucking <laughs> deal with it bro uh with me as always got jamie how's it going jamie going going uh yeah hot are you <laughs> are you raging against the machine always always raging against the machine <laughs> pocket full of shells and all that whatever something yeah <laughs> We also got Dennis with us. How's it going, Dennis? Yeah, I'm good too. Uh, I can't say I'm raging against the machine. No. No, not 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 recently, I guess. <laughs> What's up? Lucas? I don't know. Lucas, are you raging against the machine? I hate Sonic Orange's music, and it fucking sucks. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is not the one where they confirmed that Michael Jackson worked it on. It was the one they confirmed that was Michael Jackson. They oh. <laughs> yeah, That's and then funny. They, oh. they, they gave a we, dog a xylophone. They gave a dog like a xylophone and were like, here you go, make the music for... It, <laughs> do you remember back mm. in World of Warcraft days and Wrath of the Lich King where paladins were made fun that they rolled their head on the keyboard to win? Yeah. Uh, imagine all those being fucking notes. And that's how the music sounds like in Sonic fucking Origins. It is awful. Like, it is bad, bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Like, you, you have... You have... Diarrhea. Oh, you have workout music, Sonic the Hedgehog, like, you know, Ice Cap Zone, and freaking, you know, I, I, I don't know if I want to start. I'm going to go crazy now. <laughs> Are we are we gonna talk about it right now? Or are we gonna just go right we'll, jump into we'll, this we'll, shit? We'll, we'll this is so it. triggered right now. <laughs> we're, we're, we'll curb it for now. Uh we're gonna have you rage against the machine in a bit here. Um Yeah. But uh yeah, it's been a hot minute. So but we're back. Better than ever. Okay, cool. On the show, I guess. Uh PlayStation Plus puttering along. It's got its new thing, but I guess they're still giving away some free games. Or well, not free. You know what I mean. 
you're paying for it in one way, shape, or form. Uh, this month, or yeah, July, you can get Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Mark of Medan and Arc... 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 Arcade Geddon? Yeah. Ar- Arcade Geddon? <laughs> Ar- yeah, something like that. Yeah. Someone clearly was like, let's fucking slaughter the English language with this game title. I think two out of three of those are pretty pretty good. Uh, not sure about the Arcade Geddon one, but the I know for a fact that the uh, Crash is good, and uh, and that second one is something I've been meaning to play, but I got it for free with the uh, the middle-tier PlayStation Plus now, so I don't even need this. This is stupid. They, like... Included it in the PlayStation Plus uh, catalog, and then we're like, let's give it for free the first month we do the catalog. So, cool, guys. Way to go, make me feel like I spent good money there. Go PlayStation. <laughs> Way to yep. make people feel respected and wanted. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I was going to say, these are not the most exciting games. I still stand by it. I don't think they're the most exciting. Crash Better. Crash Bandicoot 4 is okay, but I also feel like unless you're a hardcore Crash fan, you're, it's going to be lost on you. So, yeah. Um, Epic not really doing much better. I mean, they literally had to mm-hmm. add a game because the two games they had were complete garbage. So, uh, they had Gene Forge One Mutagen, and it looks real bad. <laughs> it does. It looks like a game. I made after a big drug bender and I just sat down to try the code. Uh, and then Erratus, Lord of the Dead, also looks pretty yeah. bad. Not great looking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just the host two were just not great. And then they added uh, Hood, Outlaws, and Legends, I think, because people were like, what the fuck is this that you're giving away for free? Like, yeah. this is. Bur- I think like- that was free on PlayStation a couple months ago, but I still haven't played it. So, yeah. Not that excited about it. <laughs> No, it's like, oh, at least it's on PC. That's something, right? Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. So, yeah. The whole time I was looking at this, I was just like, I I don't know, guys. Sorry. Don't mean to be mean, but maybe I mean to be a little mean, but just not my jive. (sighs) So, yeah. But next week on Epic Games, you've got Ancient Enemy and Killing Floor 2. Killing Floor 2 is okay. I can get behind this. Yeah. I don't know what the mm. other... What's the Ancient Enemy? Is that a strategy game? Shooter? Well, let's find out. Sorry, I have to finish my transaction on Epic Games Store where I, I quote-unquote purchased <laughs> Fall Guys. <laughs> I, sh- I guess we should mention, too, Fall Guys is now free. And... That's right. probably the best free game they're giving away right now. Because Fall Guys is a, a whole lot of fun. Especially when you've been drinking. I've... Fall Guys is the best game to play drunk. I've uh, never played it. I have it, just haven't played it. I've watched people play it. It's yeah, it's dude. fun. It's more fun when you've been drinking because your hand-eye coordination goes to shit and then you have to try to play this game. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I see cards in this Ancient Enemy game. Okay. Okay. Uh, Deck, some sort of deck based yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. I see mages and skeletons. Right. So, fantasy based deck builder. Got it. Yeah. Not not super exciting sounding from, from no. that. No. <laughs> maybe, 
Epic will add another game. <laughs> like, shit, guys, this is not good. We need to add another game. Uh, yeah. I mean, Killing Floor 2 is okay, right? Question. Well, years old, but not, not, not yeah. a bad. Yeah. Definitely old. It's sort of like a Left 4 Dead type game, too, right? Like, it's a co-op it zombie game. I don't know if it's yeah, a yeah. It's like Horde, uh, horde mode kind of yeah. shit going on in that. Uh, with big boss characters you gotta kill. Oh, man. Right. This game's got so much DLC. No wonder they came out away for free. Yeah, exactly. It it's does. it's a lot of that. Um, but, I mean, I, when I played it, it was fun. I, I know the first one was a lot of fun. The second one I didn't play as much, but uh, it was okay. Yeah. Cool. What are Fall Guys is on Steam now? Because if it is, I want to play that on Steam Deck. Yeah, that would be something mm -mm. worth, worth picking so. up. Uh, but yeah, I think you're right. I don't think it is on there. Yeah. Someone needs to get on that, because I think would be more fun than playing that game on Steam Deck. Uh, you can try to run it. There's a, there's a Heroic Launcher that you can try to play Epic Games through, which I do play some games through on the Steam Deck, but I don't know about Fall Guys. Worth a shot. Worth a shot. Worth a try. Play your games. Play them now. Okay. Well, it's been a hot minute since we came back from our drug sting ring in Mexico. Came back. <laughs> There's some news. There's been some news. Um, Nintendo Direct, they were like, here's all the third parties we play with. By the way, I hope you love playing fucking old-ass games you probably played already because that's what you're getting. Well, there's a few things. Uh, Harvestella was the first thing they kind of announced. Looks interesting. I don't know. It's like the wannabe uh, Stardew Valley game. Is that what that was? Yeah. Yeah. Eh. I mean, eh. there's already Stardew Valley, but... Well, this is from Square Enix, so maybe the quality will be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Harvest Moon exists. Stardew Valley exists. Do we need another farming type thing? I don't know. Uh, maybe it'll be good, though. The graphics were interesting, because it's not 2D like Stardew Valley is. It's kind of yeah. like a 3D graphics. So. Yeah. I mean, I say I won't check it out, but honestly, I probably will. <laughs> I need a game I can play where my brain's like half off, and I'm just farming around. You know? Yeah. Uh... Hopefully you like your Persona games. Persona 5 Royal, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 3 Portable are coming to the Switch. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. I don't know why they're doing the Persona 3 Portable version. That's like a weird choice because it's like not 3D. Uh, it's like the 2.5D isometric version of Persona 3. It's kind of weird. But, uh, yeah, cool, I guess. Has uh, anybody played these? Like, I played Persona 5 because every was persistent that I played Persona 5. And I was okay. The, the ending started getting really on my nerves because it just kept going the same idea. Like, I don't know. Anyways. No, I mean, are, they're fun. Like, it, it's, it's, it's the biggest thing is, like, the older ones are, like, very much, like, dungeon sloggy. Like, Persona 3, it's all one dungeon, and it's long as hell, and you start at the bottom, and you have to go through, like, 100 floors of hell uh, to get to the end. And it's it just takes a long time, uh, and it's, it's very grindy. But it's good. It's just 
it's just a little little a little grindy. Four is better, and five is the best one, I think, probably. So, uh, just stay to five, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, it. I think four is really good. I think four is really good, and the story is really good, but... It's got some rougher edges because it's a little older. So I've been I've been meaning to pick up Persona Golden on Steam for a while just so I can play it portably. Uh, I'll still probably do that rather than get it on a on a Switch. Same thing with Five and and Portable. I would do it on the Steam version whenever that comes out. Plus, let's be honest, it's gonna look a whole lot better on your Steam Deck than it will. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. That's the whole problem right now with the Steam Deck is like anytime there's some shit like this on on Switch, I'm like. It looks so much fucking better on the Steam Deck. Yeah, like Steam is really going to start stealing the thunder out of the the people that have the Switch that are playing those indie games, because uh, we can do all that on the Steam Deck now, and you know, it's it runs infinitely better without any slowdowns, and yeah, it's great. <laughs> that's yeah, that's my big problem right now. Is like I love the Steam Deck, and you know, maybe I'm a little biased, but part of me is like, why would you play? anything else right now like yeah well okay I, I guess if you don't have one that would be the biggest mm. reason but yeah. other than that yeah it's, it's it's a good investment if you if you want to play portable games uh mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so how exciting we're living in mm. a time living in the time of all these games coming back that you thought were dead you've played them before uh new game Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. That got Yay, announced. I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. XCOM Mario game part two. Yeah. I, I don't know. I like the first one. Um, did I like it enough to finish it? No. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. But I, I probably should go finish it. It was pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. If Not I want XCOM, I'll go play XCOM probably more than Mario. I'll be honest. I'll I do. Uh, I do. Uh, start. What the hell is it called? Uh, Warhammer 40k game looks pretty good. Same thing, but. Well, they got the Marvel one coming out too, and I'm like. Yeah, oh. that's right. That's right. Yeah. I'd so we play... got options if you want to play XCOM uh, that don't need to be Mario. Yeah. Can't wait to play <laughs> games where I'm like right in front of the enemy. It's like you've got a 30% chance to hit this person. I'm like fuck. My favorite thing in the world <laughs> is to miss with a 90% chance to hit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you literally can't fail. You failed. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a game announced, Live a Live. What? I don't know. What the fuck is this? Live a Live? Yeah, I've not heard about this yet. Yeah. I do not know what this one is. I'm going to look. Uh, previously released, uh, unreleased outside of Japan, of Japan it... Hmm is a 1994 role-playing game from Square Enix. Yeah, definitely looks like a 1994 Square Enix game. Yeah. So Maybe it's a... Honestly, it looks pretty good uh, from the screen art I'm seeing, at least. I don't know if the gameplay is any good, but the artwork looks very um, Chrono Trigger, you know, level 2D I always, stuff. I, not to be the asshole, but maybe I mean to be the asshole. But if it was unreleased this whole time, maybe it was for good reason. You know? Yeah, like, there's a lot of those that they're like, yeah, I never came over here. And it's like, well, maybe it's because it didn't have the fun that people. Well, exactly. <laughs> like if this was a Chrono Trigger level game that was like over there and didn't come over here. Okay. I, eventually it's like, okay, I can see why you would want to 
um, play that. But I'm sort of of the belief, like, uh, only now we're getting this. I don't know. Yeah. Seems like we get some sloppy seconds. But. <laughs> if you put it that way. <laughs> You're not her first, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of not the first, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Big expansion right. to that game. Yep. Worth noting too, not just coming on Switch. On yep. Steam, yeah. On Steam too, where which <laughs> I will probably get it there. Uh. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, uh, Monster Hunter Rise looks a whole lot better on Steam than it does on yeah. on there. Again, it's on sale right now on Steam on the Steam sale, so I've been like, should I get it? Should I get it? And I think I'll probably get it now with the uh, the expansion that just came out. I'll probably pick it up. I played it on Switch. I will say I did enjoy it. The traversal and how you move around the world is very interesting. Um, I don't think the monsters are as good as other Monster Hunter games, like, but the traversal at least is very interesting and cool. So neat. I know you get to ride around on a dog mount, so I mean, right? That's, that's new. I kind of want to ride around on a dog mount. Uh... <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'll pick it up on not Nintendo. Uh. <laughs> um, well, speaking of what's old is new again. Oh boy. Portal, the Companion Collection. Really? Yeah. What a weird thing to release in 2022. Uh. You're telling me yeah. you don't want to play nearly 15-ish year old games? Like what? Portal Two came out in I think '09, so even that one's 13 years old. That's the best. Uh, yeah, I, I mean they're great games. Don't get me wrong, but I could just play them. I own them. I've owned them for about 13 years, at the, <laughs> at least. Uh, mm-hmm. So also again, not to be that asshole, but maybe I do. You can literally go buy these on Steam. I don't know how much they for, are on the Steam for cheap, right now. For cheap as shit. For cheap as shit, probably. Yeah, there's, Yeah. exactly. There is no way that these games are going to be less expensive in the st- collection than they would be if you bought them on Steam right now. Look, I'm looking it up yeah. to see what the price is. Cause I still haven't played it yet. That's, it's on my list. Two, I still haven't played it yet. Portal 2 is literally $2 right now. Uh, just just to put that out there. And Portal One is also two dollars. So, for a grand total of four dollars, you can play that on the PC. Yes, and um, <laughs> the Portal Compendium Collection is twenty five dollars. So, ah, okay. I even see. at full price, even at full price, the Portal on the PC is twenty dollars. <laughs> ten dollars and ten dollars for each one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I see they were like Sonic Origins. We see what you're doing here. Yeah. You're charging people for a bunch of bullshit. Let's open up you by mm-hmm. charging people to play Portal, the companion. It's literally like the price of the cartridge, and then, I don't know, who cares about how much the game costs, but they're like, yeah, the cartridges are expensive to make, so. Mm. I'll be honest, too. Know. The graphics look like shit. Like, I'm looking at screen grabs here, and I'm like, this looks like you're playing this game on like a 2015 PC. Like, not even, probably 2010 PC. Like, it doesn't look that great. <sighs> well, that's coming. I really hope the Nintendo reps listening to this and it's like, why are they shitting on everything we announced? 
<laughs> we're, just, we're, we're being angry today. Extra yeah. angry. Yeah. We, we never guaranteed that we were going to be fair. <laughs> um, Minecraft Legends. It's a new action strategy game. It's um, yeah. I've heard that one's actually not bad. Wait, is this the one that was out already? No, that yeah, was uh, that, that was a, a while, Diablo one, right? That was yeah, yeah, the, that was a yeah, different yeah. thing, right? No, Minecraft. Oh, this is not that one. Oh yeah, that was Minecraft Dungeons. Yeah, oh my this god, is, this is something else. Jeez. It looks almost like an XCOM-esque game. Oh, another one. <laughs> and another one. Or maybe not. I don't know. They got announced three weeks ago, and they say it's not coming to Switch, so I guess it makes sense that they would announce this, but... Yeah. Hmm. Well, there you go, folks. You can play your Minecraft Legends, what you've always dreamed of. I'm just surprised the Minecraft brand lives on. Like, I think at a certain point, people would just yeah. grow up and be like, wait, why am I still playing this? Um... That's uh, you gotta get Minecraft long enough so that you can have kids and then they can want to Minecraft all over again. Uh, I think that's exactly how exactly it. Right? Yeah, I mean, it feels like it. Like it's like right about that time all where right. those people who were playing Minecraft when they were like teenagers would be like, "All right, yeah, now my kid's old enough to play Minecraft." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when people were kids playing Minecraft, they're not old enough. Their kids, kids are playing Minecraft. Eventually, everyone's gonna be playing Minecraft. And we're all just going to be like, why isn't life just building blocks like I thought it would be? Yeah. <sighs> okay. Return to Monkey Island. Coming to the Switch. Cool. I guess. Yeah. I do want to play that game, uh, but I feel like, again, uh, why on the Switch? I don't know. Because uh, it can probably run decently well on the Switch. Maybe. Are you talking about the newer one or like Return to Monkey Island? Return to Monkey it, Island. It's the new one. It's the, the one, one that yeah that isn't that isn't released yet. Uh, but it, I guess the art looks kind of unique and you know it's got the involvement of the creators, so I'm cool with that. Although bizarrely, it seems like it's a console exclusive on the Switch because weird. It's listed as only being oh, it's only coming to Steam and the Switch. Weird. Yeah. Weird choice there. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm not a PlayStation 5 owner, but even I'd be like, why aren't you putting it on PS5? That seems weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's like a, we know who was going to play Monkey Island, and it's not PlayStation 5 Mountain Dew uh, gamers. Uh, it's old dudes who played the other games and have <laughs> Switches. Uh <laughs> Why do I gotta solve the treasures in this game? Why do I? Why can't I just kill the, the fucking people? That's what I just imagined they think console gamers sound like. Uh, you <laughs> just upset most of our listener base. <laughs> I'll go back to playing Apex Legends, boy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Dragon Quest Treasures. Mm. What is that? Another yeah. Dragon Quest thing. It's is a it spin-off. A, you know. Is it a... It's not a builder game. No. Uh, the builder ones are actually quite fun. It's a, I've heard they're pretty good. Yeah. It's an RPG, so we know that much for sure. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Let's see. Is it a... 
Is it an action RPG? I think it's just. <laughs> All it says is it's an RPG, which really could be anything. Because, yeah, it could be action RPG, it could be strategy RPG. It could be any kind of it's RPG. It's not a turn-based RPG, because that would just be Dragon Quest, so why call it something different? But, it uh... looks like a Pokemon game. Like, you're collecting different monsters. What? Okay. I mm. thought they only made one of those. Didn't they have one of those for Dragon Quest? Probably. Collect all the slimes, baby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, People like those games. <laughs> yeah. Near Automata... The end of Yora edition. Cool. Okay. I guess. Mm. Five year old game again. Uh, yeah. Good game. Great game. Uh, Near Automata. It was good. Mm -hmm. Feels like it should be uh, not looking great on the Switch, though. So we'll see. Yeah. That's one where I'm like, yeah. Um, and then, you know, they've been making collections of all these Mega Man games and they finally got to the one that I think a lot of people probably just won't care about, which is the Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. Woot, woot. I, I feel that it's probably a bad idea. Like, I, I'm like, oh, cool, I played the first one, but I remember how fucking long it is. And it's very grindy, if I remember right. I also hate to say this, but these games all came out on the GBA. Uh, right. I'm not saying they're gonna look like shit, but you plaster those on like a big screen TV. I don't know how it's gonna look, right? Like, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just yeah. a little hesitant about that. Also, yeah, I just I never, I played those games. I I I played like one or two of them. I never played all of them, but like I'm just like, does anyone care? Like, are those Battle Network games? Is there nostalgia for that? I don't know. Maybe there is. I think, there's, Maybe. I think there's a pretty good fan base of those games, but I mean, they're those. They're like an offshoot of a much better game series that is not quite as good as the original series uh, is, or the uh, Super Nintendo version of that series. So, if, yeah. if this was a mobile or something like that, yeah, but like a full-on release on full console and PC, yeah, yeah, or just you know, since they're Game Boy games, just put them in, uh, you know, a package emulator thing for uh, for for the Switch, and that would be better. Uh, Oh, of course. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just put it part of the, the online thing, you know? Yeah. Still waiting for that Game Boy Advance uh, emulator stuff. Yeah, that would be ideal, right? Um, They have said, though, that this will be two separate things, so... Kind of yeah, like... I guess there probably was a bunch of those games, so... <laughs> yeah, there's apparently ten Mega Man Legacy Holy Collection shit. games. I know. Ten?! <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, okay. I didn't know that. I, th I figured there was like six. No. Uh, ten it, of them. Apparently there's just ten in the mainline Mega Man Battle Network series. So there's even okay. more than that, hypothetically. Uh, I think where they, they kind of cheat a little bit is they kind of did the Pokemon thing where they like right, do right. Mega Man Battle Network 3 blue and ba Mega Man Battle That's Network right. 3 white. So they kind of yeah. mm, cheated a little see. bit. Yeah. Well, that's it for Nintendo Direct. Get excited what? to play. The hell, Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> I I get like this was like a mini direct and it wasn't intended to like show any first party stuff, but like it's EA or not it's E three season, man, and we should have gotten at least a real Nintendo Direct with you know, Metroid Prime, 
four would be great. Yeah, or, you know, they've got, like, a new Pokemon game coming this fall. Did they show off any of that? Nope. Nope. Hey, oh, oh, Zelda. Yeah, remember that? We were going to have that game come out and it got delayed, and now uh, we're not going to talk about it again. Okay. I want to meet the person that plans Easter eggs, and I just want to imagine it's a guy mashing his keyboard, and it's like, let's show up, return to Monkey Island. Great. Bye. Like, Did you see the... uh, there's a story that uh, someone paid forty grand to buy enough stock to go to a shareholder meeting at Nintendo or something like that, and then asked a question why they're not making F Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! That's like, wow, it's an expensive, expensive, stupid question. No one wants Holy to live zero. Uh, that's why. <laughs> I just wanted to look at him and be like, "It's just in itself. <laughs> like, we're not making another one." It's like. Yeah, it's just like, uh, cool, I'm glad you love an F-Zero, but, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> That's funny. Exactly, I would have just, like, oh, man, you just email somebody. Yeah. That's pretty fucking funny. Like, I don't have anyone bringing my opinion to these meetings. I need to I need to buy in so I can complain about F-Zero. Mm-hmm. Genius. Uh, <sighs> but you know what? Nintendo's not the only company that likes to make shitty decisions. Uh, EA's <laughs> like, hold the beer. We're the king of this. Well, actually, Activision's pretty good at it, too. Uh, <laughs> EA tweeted out this past week, uh, they're a Tim, but they only like playing single-player games, implying that people who like single-player games are kind of yeah. dunces. Not I saw good. this. This is weird. Why? Yeah. Classic EA, uh, stupid stupid well here's the thing like there is a meme where it's like they're a temp but this is their imperfect thing that that's yeah, fine right, whatever right sure yeah but, but. <laughs> ea also is not exactly a studio or a publisher that really necessarily values single player games yeah and the funny thing is they've been actually getting better at that they made um uh fallen order and a few other games so it just mm-hmm. seemed like they were making fun of themselves, so I was making fun of people who buy their games, and it was just awful. It's just like... <sighs> like, the fact that half their games are games as a service, uh, probably not a good look for them to be shitting on people who want to just play a single-player experience. Uh, yeah. yeah. Way to go, EA. Yeah, it wasn't exactly their brightest move. By a long shot. But... It is what it is. It's EA. They're not exactly known for being the most um, sensitive publisher sure. in the world. Yeah. So. Yep. Okay. Um, we got a new Hearthstone expansion. Surprise, surprise, because you get like three of these a year. Another if you're, one. If you're not surprised, you're... I don't know. Murder at Castle Nathria got announced. It's the latest. Interesting expansion by Hearthstone and uh, looks pretty interesting. There's some big changes coming. They're adding cards for locations, which is very strange. Uh, and apparently these will have usable effects that you can use like at a certain finite amount of times before they just end. So like there was an example of like for Shaman, there's a location where it transforms a friendly minion into one that costs one more. So it's like an evolve effect, stuff like that. So I'm surprised they use a um, a reference for Hearthstone that is so recent. Because like, that's from like the Shadowlands expansion uh, from the actual WoW. So like, you'd think that they would have picked one that's a little older. Because uh, usually they don't. 
you know, just grab the ones that are from the newer expansions. Okay. Yeah, I was being asked, I'm not the biggest World of Warcraft guy, but, like, yeah. I, I know the Shadowlands is, like, basically the World of Warcraft version of Hell, right? Yeah, kind of, yeah. And Nathria is, like, the vampire castle, if, uh, if I recall correctly. It was, mm. like, the vampire land. There was a castle, and everything is blood. Everything's bloody. Vampires. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, uh, Lucas, you're a big Warcraft fan, and you play Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. Are you excited for this mm-hmm. new expansion? Finally, yes, for expansion that I am excited for. Um, <laughs> I only like it because of the mechanics so far. There was the investigation one, and the what was the other one? Uh, it was like absorbing life or something. That's what it was. I can't remember what it was called. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of yeah. There's. Uh, oh, yeah, the infuse. The infuse the mechanic. Infused. So, yeah, the new mechanic is basically when a friendly minion dies. If a certain number of them die while you hold a card in your hand, it gets like an effect, like a buff and stuff like that. So, like, there was one example given where there was a two cost card with taunt. And it's like a 2-3, but if three of your minions die, then it gains plus 2, plus 2 while it's in your hand. So, hmm. kind of this idea that, like, you hold on to this while you're maybe trading in some minions, and then you can get more powerful minions because of it. It's sort of like sacrificing your minions, I guess. But, yeah. Also, too, there's a card called Murloc Holmes, and he's cute and adorable, and <laughs> he can still... Awesome he can steal cards from your opponent's deck, which is always fun. So, yeah. Okay. I'm here for Murloc Holmes. Yeah. Um, I'm just a little surprised because, like, this one seems a little, like, I would rather this one come out in the fall, closer to Halloween. Yeah. Like. That would make sense. Yeah. That was the only thing about this that I can kind of complain about. It's, like, if you're going to do, like, a murder at Castle Nathria and have all these, like, kind of gargoyles and other, like, does it make sense to do it in the fall? But I don't know. Booby time, man. Yeah. I'm still I'm still here for Hearthstone. I still play this game, so. Um, yeah, comes out August second, so we've got like a little bit less than a month to go. Uh, I'm I'm excited. Let's play some more Hearthstone. Uh, also on the Hearthstone news front, uh, they have a new game director, Augustine Ayala, who um, he's kind of been. Like, he was not the the highest up before, but, like, I think what got him very popular with the fans is that he does, like, AMAs on Twitter all the time. So people ask him questions about Hearthstone, and he's always very honest, and he's very, like, transparent about, like, why they do certain things or don't do certain things, and I think it's gotten him very popular with the Hearthstone crowd. So when the current game director left, he was, like, the interim director, and I think most people assumed he would be made the full-time game director, and that's now been the case, so... I'd say good for him. I've uh, interacted with him on Twitter a few times. He's answered my questions on AMAs and stuff. And he just seems like a genuinely, really just honest guy. And I think right now Activision needs that. Activision needs people who are transparent and not complete assholes. So something tells me this is this is uh, very much in their favor to give him that role. So, All right. Uh, Skull and Bones appears to be arriving in November if you believe in ESRB rating. So, Pirates. Oh boy. Pirates. It's only been uh, in development for like 10 years. Yeah. 
right? It's I mean, they announced that shortly after that that Assassin's Creed game came out, right? Like the one that yes. had the ship, the first one, uh, which I think was like 2014, maybe 2012, mm -hmm. something like that. So it's been in the development for quite a while. Uh, kept getting delayed. Yeah. So I don't have uh, much confidence. It's gonna be very good. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I'm like, uh, I I want to uh, get excited for this, but. Yeah, I, I'm like, yeah, you're right. It, it's been so long since we've seen anything on this game. Who knows what it's about? Yeah. Is it still just about pirates? Absent from all footage they've shown till just now. Yeah. Mm. We'll see. I don't know. I'm not holding out hope, but, like, who knows? Maybe they show it and it looks amazing. They could also show it and it could be complete garbage. So. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Gotham Knights will have the biggest Gotham City yet, according to the developers. So. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I wonder if they're going to actually do, like, a full explorable city more. Like, you know, like, the other ones, it's always like, oh, it's, like, most of Gotham, but this walled off because there's, like, a, I don't know, there's a hurricane coming or something. Like, it's always, like, something something's happening where they have a reason to keep you stuck in part of the city. So yeah. it'd be nice if they kind of just opened it up and, and let you go to town a little bit more uh, than the previous ones. We'll see. Yeah. Um, The Mighty Thor joins the Avengers just in time for Thor Love and Thunder in theaters now. Fucking hate this game. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> so, wait, what? Is it? Is it just a costume for Thor? No, is that it's all a, it is? It's a new no. character. Is is Mighty Thor the the chick Thor? Like, what is yeah. what's the difference? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Eh. Okay. So, uh, the same character that's been in the game already. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's from what it looks like. It's pretty much, pretty much Thor copy and paste, sort of like how we had. Uh, Hawkeye right. and the yeah. girl Hawkeye. Kate, Kate Bishop, yeah. 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 That's disappointing. Not, not that much different. But, hey, representation in video games is great. Especially in garbage-ass games like this. So Yeah, uh, I, I'm really curious what kind of person's been like, man, I really don't know what I want to do about playing the Avengers anymore. I, oh, Thor came out. Well, let me go back to it. Uh, it's... Hard so, to believe anyone's saying that. <laughs> I don't think anyone's playing this game anymore. But yeah, okay. that's probably fair, true too. Uh, yeah, it's uh, man, I was like, I'm gonna play that game when Spider-Man comes out. I have not played. I have not cared. <laughs> uh, I played Spider-Man for like five minutes, and I got so mad that like I almost punched the wall. I was like, this is very awful. This is, it was like as bad as like the PS1 Spider-Man game, but worse. Oh, it was just awful. The more, the sooner I can move on from that, the better. So, so yeah, that's a thing, Lucas. I know you sometimes play the Avengers. Are you gonna play for the Mighty Thor? <laughs> no. Figured. <laughs> okay. So, they oh. fucked that game so hard. Like I, they, they made it worse. <laughs> How did they make it worse? I, I don't know. Effort. Yeah. It, yeah. It's bad. It's like gotten worse. Like oh. Mm. I hate that shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Um, and then, uh, how been news this week? Valve has quietly downgraded the Steam Deck SSD on some 256 gigabyte and 512 gigabyte models. That sucks. That sucks for you guys that don't have one yet. But we all have one, and uh, not a problem for us. Yes. Uh, something <laughs> to do with the ones that they... Let me pull up the article. Um, something to do with the speeds on them. Just small, small yeah. decrease in speeds. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically, Valve was doing some testing and decided that some speedbacks would be coming with PCI Express 3.0 times 2 SSDs instead of the originally specified times 4 SSD. But the funny thing is, is they just silently made the change on their website, but... People were able mm -hmm. to like basically use Wayback Machine, which is what you can like basically go back in time on a right. website, and they were able to figure out that yeah they suddenly made that that thing. So, I think yeah on the models that we have, I don't think it's gonna affect those, but I think going forward yeah, yeah it will affect some people who buy them. But the Valve did reply and said that in extremely uncommon cases, differences in read write speed caps may minimally impact file transfer speeds, but OS performance, loading times, game performance, and game responsiveness are identical between the two, times two and times four drives. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's a little bit uncomfortable, right? I mean, I mean, I believe them that, like, it's probably not noticeable for probably everybody or the average yeah. user, but right. it's... I mean, I think they, they made a call, right? Is like, do we uh, make this change so that we can ramp up production? And they right. did. Or do we just stick with the old sort of production? And keep people and waiting. Yeah. Get people waiting. So I, I, I mean, if I were in their position, I guess I would have made the same call. But maybe there was a better way to announce this. It's the quietly, right? That's the kind of sketchy part. Yeah, it's where it doesn't look good on them i don't think mm -hmm. so and have they just been like yeah this is the thing we you know I, I think where they're coming from is like i think some people maybe depending on like what you do uh could impact the speeds but i don't know if it's necessarily that like you know they have those settings where it's like oh you can cap your download speeds if you want to prioritize streaming instead so I can see where, as a company, they're like, "Well, this doesn't, but maybe if you have, if you have this and you have that setting turn on, you could think it's that." Um, so I don't know. Maybe if they were smart, and I like to think they could be, just put out like a thing where it's like, "Hey, if you're, if you're going to be downloading games and you're really worried about your read and write speed, maybe change these settings to prioritize that." I think that's one thing that the Steam Deck is missing is like an overall way to just easily change your settings based on what you want to do. Like if it was like, Hey, are you going to be streaming games or are you going to be downloading games? Choose this and it'll change all of your settings to make that ideal for that, whatever you're wanting to do. I think if they were to do that, I don't think this would be nearly an issue, but I think with those settings, I think some people are going to play this expecting that it's going to, you know, maybe download at a pretty fast speed and not quite really. So or do other things that, yeah. But anyways, yeah. I, I'll be interested to see how it happens in the wild, but yeah, I think we, we at least just got it at a good time, so I ain't complaining. Yeah. All right. Uh, 
we've been playing. We've been all playing a lot because it's been a while. Let's just talk about Sonic Origins and how we all hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's let him loose. Yeah, I picked up Sonic Origins, so did Lucas. I think mm. neither of us are happy with her purchases. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> we should just get this shit out of the way. I'll really, we should. I'll go first because I got issues. I wonder if my issues are the same as your issues, but anyways. The big thing for me is this game costs 50 60 ish dollars depending on where you live yeah and it's four games and like you could literally get the sega genesis collection for like 20 30 bucks back when that came out and that was most of those games anyways there was plus a bunch of other ones <laughs> yeah. yeah plus there was like the sonic collection that came out on gamecube way back in the day that was most of those games anyways it's stupid it's stupid that they charge this much for like literally a small portion of the games that you've gotten in other collections. Like just as a value proposition, this is like the biggest ripoff and for what they've added, it's completely not worth it. Um, like you do get widescreen support for these games. So there there's that, but I don't know of many people who are going to want to pay 50 or $60 just to play Sonic one, two, three and CD in widescreen. Like, it just doesn't really strike me as worth it. Um, I would be interested to see... I, I do see where they're setting it up, where maybe down the road they could add DLC characters that you could play in those. Like, I have a feeling Sonic, Metal Sonic and Amy are going to be added down the road as, like, characters you could play as, but I don't know for sure. But just based on what I see with, like, the engine being different and stuff like that, like, it seems like they're, they're quietly setting that up. But, um, yeah... And then, of course, there's the music, which Lucas will rage on, I'm sure. Mm. But they changed the music, it, mostly in Sonic 3. I think in Sonic 1 and 2, the music's the same. But in Sonic 3, they took out music for quote-unquote legal reasons. Although, I think most people know now that it's because Michael Jackson did the music. Which is interesting because they've all, never fully confirmed that he did the music up until now. But they finally confirmed that. Um, yeah. So, the music's just not as good. I know some people have said they don't mind the music. I fucking can't stand it. And I know it's partially nostalgia. Sure, I'll admit to that. But the other part of it, no. I, I can't even. So, uh, Yeah, this is, for me, this is like a 4 out of 10. I don't think this is worth it. If it was a lower cost, like if it was like 25 bucks, I'd say it's probably closer to like a 6. So if you can get it on sale, so sure. But I still don't think this is nearly worth most people's time or money so, just just to clarify so there's the they upgraded everything to 4k native right and then yeah. they changed the frame rate so it could be 60 frames a second or something or 120 frames a second uh yeah. what uh, is there anything did they like change the the graphics of their hand drawn or anything is it all still sprites or is it it's still sprites yeah yeah they did add a new mode where they take away lives so okay. like Unlike before, where after you die, you get a game over. You don't right. really have that anymore. So mm, Okay. Except so I, if you go to the Clactic version. Yes. And here's the thing. I actually didn't mind that. Like, I kind of found it was a little bit more more interesting to play without the lives. Uh, and I don't know if it's worth paying 50 or 60 bucks for, but mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting enough. You, you pay the expansion, you get the mirror mode, and the hard version for an extra $12. Oh, yeah. I 
That's not just built in. Yeah, that's real dumb. No, you have to pay $12. <laughs> that's real stupid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I am so angry. Oh, <laughs> I am. I am not happy about this shit at all. Like, holy hell! What the fuck were they thinking, man? Lucas, can I read you what you sent me in Facebook Messenger? Oh, oh, you, you <laughs> like it's it's terrible. That now that was true rage. I've I've quite calmed down since then. But my issue before <laughs> this, so I was playing. Uh, I'll give you a setup so how angry I am because he'll he'll under explain to you how angry I was. I got up to Ice Cap Zone One, so they had changed the music. So Ice Cap Zone One had kind of like a mystical kind of icy kind of music to it. And then I continued on, and then I then I text Kurt and Kurt, go ahead, tell him what I fucking said. What did they do to my Sonic music? What in the fuck? I'm not playing that game until they patch that shit out. This is fucking ass cancer in a bottle. A four-year-old with fucking Parkinson with a Fisher-Price keyboard can do fucking better. This is ass. I was angry. Great. It's funny. Oh, I was... I, I'm still... I, I'm going to hold back because, like, we still have a whole entire podcast. But I can go on and on and on with my rage. Yeah. I'm still passing it. I still think there's good things and good qualities about this, but like, like why don't they just put a music player in the music that you're listening to? I, I, I you can't even turn off the music. You have to listen to it. You can't fucking turn it <laughs> off. So terrible. And you know what? I understand the situation they're in because it's a legal issue. It's not like I'm sure it was not their their choice to do this because I'm sure they would have loved to, but still it doesn't make it any better like no and that's the crossing point it wasn't even like the price tag was terrible the fucking gameplay some of the glitches are terrible and i've run into them now like what the fuck's this shit mm -hmm. and, and the, the okay the graphics are better like the special zones are really look really fantastic uh, sonic 2 looks really good sonic 3 and knuckles looks kind of ass for some reason i don't mm -hmm. know why and sonic 1 looks good and sonic cd looks good but like they crossed the line with the fucking music. Like, you said you are going to make music. They said the guy that used to make the mu music for Sonic Adventure fucking 2 is going to make the music for goddamn this remake. And he literally just puked on the ter on the fucking keyboard. was like, huh, I'm going to press the little freaking hard points on the goddamn keyboard. And that's how the music was made. Yeah. It's terrible. Like, if you go listen to it, it's terrible. There's, there's actually people on, on YouTube, they collage, where you hear the music and then you hear what they made. And it's it's ass. It's mm -hmm. absolute freaking garbage music. I have, oh, it's <laughs> oh, so bad. You know what's funny? Uh, there was a big thing uh, where the developers who worked on the Sonic Three and Knuckles uh, were complaining that the version that they turned in uh, is not the version that they used that. for the final game. So I wonder if the reason it looks like butt is because they're using like some fucked up version of the the source code or something. And that yeah. I think just I I don't understand what Sega's doing. Like you make these freaking Sonic Mania game, which is excellent, but then you make this garbage. So whoever you are out there that decided to make this shit needs to either go die or pretend to die or something. I don't know. You were you're a terrible human being. Fake your death. I, I uh, oh I, mm. no. 
Yeah. Go play Number Muncher or something. I don't know. You should never play a game ever again. <laughs> no. All right. Well, I've been playing other things. I've also got another collection of old games, Capcom Fighting Collection, which is out nice. now. Nice. Yeah. Uh, not exactly a collection of games you would probably expect. We're so talking games like Super Puzzle Fighter. Uh, they didn't mm -hmm. put Street Fighter 2 in there. That was something. Mm -hmm. But, like, you've got... Well, the Japanese versions of Darkstalkers, they had the English version too, but it's like called Vampire. So, Vampire, yeah. Vampire Hunter. Yeah. Mm. Um, cool little collection. I mostly play Puzzle Fighter because I don't know why. I've just been really enjoying Puzzle Fighter. Um, but, yeah, worth it for the little price that you pay. It's like 20 bucks or something like that. It's not that expensive. But That's uh, not bad for three or four Darkstalkers games. Yeah, and they're fun i've been having a great time playing it uh i don't play a ton of it mostly because i i'm there are some fighting games i'm good at but there's others that i'm not i was trying to play online on puzzle fighter 2 and i kept getting my ass kicked so i was like nah, i'm not really doing it as much anymore but still pretty fun uh i did also get a review code for mario, mario strikers battle league uh this is they even say it's not really a soccer game. It's like a soccer adjacent game, and um, it's it's fun. It's uh, it really does move quickly, uh, and everything about it just feels very quick and kind of not frantic in a bad way, but frantic in a way where you're like, oh, we're we're definitely kind of moving along here pretty quick. Um, yeah, I've been uh, enjoying it quite a bit. I think, like, some of the issues I have is, like, some of the progression stuff feels a little slow. Um, just in terms of, like, the game did feel like it got a little grindy at times. Um, and also, too, like, it did feel like... It, like, from the perspective of your pain for this game, I don't think there's nearly enough here to say that it's, like, they did much new with it. Like... If you like these, the well, there's the other Mario soccer game that came out on the GameCube. I don't know if there's any other ones, but, like, I don't feel like there's enough new here to say that, like, this is 100% a, a slam dunk for most people. I think if you're into, like, the Mario um, sports games or, like, party games in general, like, this is a fun game to play with other people. It's fine, but I just wish there was, like, a few... Maybe, like, some extra modes or some other stuff to kind of make it a little more interesting, mm. but it is a little shallow. Um, I still would give it, like, an 8 out of 10, uh, but, yeah, okay. just kind of from the perspective of it, it's, you're going to play it, but you're probably not going to play it for nearly as long as you might be thinking or expecting, so. Okay. But. I, I, I liked the demo. I, I thought it was pretty fun, uh, but I was hesitant to pick it up. Yeah. I I do have a feeling that, like, Mario Golf was kind of like the same thing, the golf game they came out with, and then they flushed that out with a ton of new content. So I'm not that concerned about it because I feel like they'll put out some free content updates that'll flush this out. But at least right now, I would say it's a game you're probably going to play for, you know, who knows how long. It's obviously subjective, but like I'd say probably at the very least like five to ten hours and then probably just be like, I'm done. Like I, there's not much more I really need to do with this. So. But is it still, is it good? It's over at the top and fun? Yeah, it is. Okay. Uh, also.
also on the Switch front, I find it funny that we were shitting on the Switch earlier, but then there's like two <laughs> semi-decent Switch games out there right now. Um, yeah, is uh, the new Fire Emblem game, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. Uh, this is the latest in the Fire Emblem series. Obviously, these games do relatively well when they come out. Everyone loves playing them. Um, it does feel like the game is <laughs> extremely long. And I don't know. I'm playing a lot of games right now. I don't know if this is just a me problem, but like, it feels like this game is really demanding of your time and energy. Um, like story-wise, gameplay-wise, it's stuffed to the brim. And I think if you were not playing that many games and you had f time to fully commit to playing this all the time, it would be fantastic. Uh, I think as a game you're maybe playing alongside other games, it, it does really do demand your time and attention. Um, but like, there's some cool mechanics in here. Uh, they kind of put in this new system that like, the best way um, I could describe it is like, it's kind of similar to the glory kills from the recent Doom series, where like, you kind of finish off an enemy and like, really like fabulous style and get some extra stuff from it um so there is that uh aside from that the combat is relatively the same uh from the other games so yeah more or less more of the same um yeah i do feel like this game could have been scaled back a bit in terms of like how much content it had i you know in a rare case where i feel like a lot of times i'm like this this game is too short i literally just said about mario strikers like <laughs> this game could have used more content and then on the flip side of this i feel like fire emblem warriors three hopes had too much content and i i do feel like sometimes i was like ah, this feels like a little too much um i think they could have what would have worked out better for them is if they kind of took a lot of that content and made it more optional to sort of I don't know. I always kind of like that model in games where it's like, yeah, if you really want it, like your co the content's here, you can kind of make the time for it. But if you're just looking to like go through the mainline story and get do that, you can do that as well. But they do kind of force a lot on you, and I think some people might get a little tired of that. So I give it an eight out of ten as well. It is really good. Just yeah, just be a little cautious that like it is a very big game, and I think you shouldn't get into it unless you're kind of prepared for it. I kind of liken it to Witcher 3 in that sense, where it's like, when you start this game, you're going to be in it for a long run, and that's both good and bad. So, hmm. uh, I also picked up TMNT Shredder's Revenge on PC. Fuck yeah. So good. Ugh. Yeah. So yep. good. It's really good. It, It's like they just know what would make a good beat-em-up, and they just did that. Like, there's really no real hoops or anything crazy it's just it's a really tightly made brawler game and it does it what it does well so I don't know, i'm giving it a 9 out of 10 and i'm sure other people will have views on it but like i i'm really enjoying it quite a bit um because there's a steam sale picked up a few new games uh well not really necessarily new i actually a lot of them are older games that i just like got cheap for the steam deck uh i picked up crash bandicoot the insane trilogy i had it on ps4 but i wanted it on pc it actually looks really gorgeous on the pc like i was comparing the graphics on the ps4 version and 
the PC version is just fantastic. Like, so much detail for what is essentially a Crash Bandicoot, Crash Bandicoot game. Uh, plays well on the, on the Steam Deck. I've been having a lot of fun with that. Resident Evil 2 picked up the remake there for PC. I've decided that I want to play through Resident Evil 2 remake as well as the 3 remake ahead of when 4 comes out. Um, and Resident Evil 2 remake, uh, I'd argue, is one of the best games of the PS4 uh, generation there. Uh, so much fun. Uh, and just going through and like fighting the zombies gets tense as fuck. I love that game. Uh, I'm playing a ton of Forza Horizon 5 on PC. I uh, it's my favorite game from last year. I still keep playing it. They've got some new DLC content coming out uh, around in two weeks' time. So I figured I'm just going to play, play the game, get used to it again, kind of get reacquainted before they bring in the DLC. Uh, I picked up Belgear Rising Revengeance for PC. I've been meaning to get that for a while. Uh, and Steam had it for as like Steam sale, it was as cheap as like eight bucks. Um, and replaying it, especially on the Steam Deck, it feels great. It's a lot of fun to play. And then rounding it out, I've also been playing Kingdom Classic. Uh, this is a game where basically it's kind of like a tower defense game. You build your defenses in a fort, and then enemies come at night and attack you, and you basically just have to survive slash reach the edge of the map to complete the game. So it's a lot of fun. It's a really simple game. plays well on the Switch, and I think we've talked about this before, where the deck has... The deck plays best sometimes when you're just playing really simple games that you can just play in the background while you're watching something else. So, yeah, there's that. Okay. Um, Jamie, what have you been playing these days? Yeah, so I also uh, picked up uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge on the on Steam uh, and have been playing it on my Steam Deck. Uh, took it on vacation with me and pr uh, promptly leveled up at least two characters to the max level and played a couple more times. So, like, it's it's really good. Uh, <laughs> I just I, I really appreciate that they took the the old uh, beat-em-ups that they had out there and kind of just expanded upon the moveset a little bit, kind of made a little bit more modernized, gave you a little bit of uh, ability to do a little dodge, which kind of kind of makes it feel a little bit more uh, fluid. And uh, they do a really good job of having this kind of like auto snap uh, to an enemy if it's like pretty close to you. So it feels pretty, pretty fluid uh, when you're when you're fighting and, and kind of transitioning between uh, hits. Uh, they added some like other stuff, like juggling off the sides of the screen and stuff like that. And it just it just flows really well. Um, and it's cool that they they added the ability uh, or they added the the differences on the character. So like Michelangelo is a little faster, has a lower range, but uh, you know medium power. And Casey Jones has high power and high range medium range so they just kind of make it's good that it makes each character feel like they have some strengths and weaknesses and not just like every every guy is the same uh you know so so i like the fact that they kind of make it feel worth playing as every character so far um they did a good job of including a lot of uh deep cut enemies in the game too there's there's some stuff in there that i was pleasantly surprised to see uh pop up uh, in, in some of the bosses and even like, I think the Technodrome level in that game is the exact same 
version of the Technodrome from uh, the old arcade game, if I'm not mistaken, or it's very similar. Uh, but but it definitely was giving me some weird deja vu when I was playing. Like I'm pretty sure, pretty sure this is exactly the same place. Um, so I thought that was kind of a neat uh, throwback, and the, also the music is very good. Uh, they they included the theme song at the beginning sung by Mike Patton from Faith No More, which I thought was cool. Uh, and and then at the end of the game, there's like a Wu-Tang uh, song in it or something. It was good good stuff. And the regular music in the game's good too. Um, so yeah, overall, Shredder's Revenge, definitely a, a nice update to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles beat-em-ups uh, and definitely worth checking out. I still need to play it with some, some friends because I, I know it has up to six-player uh, co-op. And I think that would be a lot of fun to get a bunch of people playing at the same time. Uh, and I'm going to try doing that so I can beat it on hard and see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, I think I give it a, a, a 9 out of 10 for sure. It's it's fantastic and uh, definitely uh, worth your time. Mm. Um, what else question have I is, oh, so, who's your yeah. favorite Ninja Turtle? Uh, I've always been a Michelangelo guy. Uh and uh yeah I, I think he uh he was fun to play with this one that's the first person i've used was michelangelo and then i went through it with casey jones and Splinter after that so yeah, yeah. i haven't played as good. casey jones but yeah uh, good nice uh so besides that uh, i've been playing a couple other things not quite as much uh but a little bit enough to talk about them at least so uh first off i picked up the playstation uh plus uh upgrade uh so i went with the full mm -hmm. one uh that includes the classic games the streaming ability and uh and the collection of uh ps4 and ps5 games i think it's called the premium tier um so that was kind of Kind of good. I got to check out some features on it. Played a little bit of some older games uh, using the streaming on it, which actually uh, worked extremely well. I was surprised, mm -hmm. to be honest, that it streamed as well as it did, because the last time I tried playing anything uh, with like the PlayStation Now stuff, it kind of felt a little laggy and, and not great. On the PS5, with the new technology, it seems to be running pretty damn well, and uh, had very, very unnoticeable lag. So, I'm sure if if you're trying to do it when there's like a high traffic, uh, you know, time, maybe it gets a little uh, laggy then. But I didn't seem to have any issues with it. And um, yeah, I'll have to play it on some games that I think are a little bit more um, sensitive to that sort of thing. Because I was playing some some pretty who gives a shit if it's a little laggy, it's not going to make a difference. But maybe if you're playing like a fighting game or something like that, you might notice it a little bit more. Um, but it's nice. They have like pretty decent selection of of ps2 ps3 ps uh one games and uh and then they have some ps4 and ps5 games you can stream everything uh pretty much at least most of the things uh and then you can download a good chunk of them too um and one of the games that i did download because it's included in the uh the playstation collection or whatever they're calling it is the uh spider-man miles morales uh which is the kind of like shorter standalone sequel to the spider-man game uh, on ps4 uh it was a launch title for ps5 and uh has some you know pretty pretty good uh it was trying to show the features off like with oh it's got the haptic rumble and the and the load times are really good so the be the best thing about it is that uh when you're doing 
the challenges in Spider-Man and you fail and you have to reload and, and do them again. Or if you want to reload them just to get a better score, uh, it always takes like a pretty good chunk of time to, to load it back up. Mm. Kind of a pain in the butt. Uh, now it's pretty much near instantaneous. Like the load times on the PS5 are phenomenal. Uh, and this game really does a good use of of making it feel almost instantaneous when you just want to pop around the city and uh, and kind of kind of uh, you know jump around where you where you are and reload things and try to attempt things more than once. Um, it sounds like a really stupid thing to point out uh, about about why a game is awesome, but it's definitely a selling point uh, for the technology that they put in the PS5 for me uh, to see a game, a, a big open world game, uh, you know, not not take 20 minutes to load every time you have to die or whatever um story-wise it's really cool uh if you're into miles morales the character i think they're doing a really cool thing with him uh and trying to introduce um him in in the uh in the game uh they do it different uh from you know the way some of the other media might have portrayed him but i think it's a good representation of him and uh i'm definitely uh interested in finishing the story finding out i have a pretty good idea of what they're going to do with it uh, just based on some color palette schemes they're using with the enemies, um, reminding me of another character that is in uh, in in some other Miles Morales storylines. So um, we'll see if I'm right. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying the combat's great. The differences between Miles and Peter Parker in the original Spider-Man are good enough to make it worth playing through. Um, and kind of uh, getting to experience some some different stuff. It's cool. They have like a bunch of different suits you can get that have a little bit of uh, differences, um, and you have to kind of unlock them. Mm. Finishing challenges and and finding uh, secret stashes and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, everything that I've done in the game so far has been pretty compelling, and and I'm having a good time with it. So I think I would give it a eight out of ten. Um, and I will, I will hopefully enjoy it until I finish it. Uh, it seems like it should be probably a little shorter than the original Spider-Man. So, um, let's see what else. Oh, I so I picked up a game called Infernax uh, on the Game Pass. Uh, that is a kind of Metroidvania. Uh, and I will tell you, there are two games specifically that it reminds me of that are kind of Metroidvania. Uh, it's it's Simon's Quest, uh, Castlevania Two. And uh, Legend of Zelda: uh, Link's or Adventure of Link, the second Zelda game. It's it's very much built to kind of evoke uh, feelings of nostalgia from those two games when you're playing this game. I think uh, it has a day-night cycle. It's a side-scrolling 2D, uh, you know, action RPG kind of thing. Uh, there's leveling up. Uh, three stats: one is health, one is damage, and one is uh, magic. Uh, so like all these things are very much Zelda 2 <laughs> and, uh, and it has a little bit of a weapon upgrade system and stuff like that as well. Um, and the other thing that about, about it that's kind of cool and for me at least, and, and, and I thought it was kind of an interesting thing is it's really gory. Uh, so like <laughs> it's pixel art, uh, but you're doing things where it'll show like a close up and, uh, you'll smash someone's face in and, and it'll be like all sorts of, sorts of gory and, and cool, uh. Cool, cool imagery there if you're into that sort of horror thing. Uh, I thought it was kind of neat. Um, also fairly hard. Uh, so if you die, you go back to the last save point you found. They're not super, um, super 
common. So like if you if you're in a like a dungeon zone, kind of like Zelda two, and you die, uh, you have to do the whole thing over again, basically. Uh, unless you leave in the middle of it to go out to a save point and and, and save, uh, which it's it's a little challenging. I think there's a mode that you can do that doesn't require you to to go back to the beginning. It's called like casual, but uh, I will not do that. I am going to play it on the classic difficulty the whole way through if I can. Um, but yeah, if you're a fan of of uh, Adventure of Link or I or Simon's Quest, uh, I think it's worth checking out uh, because it does a good job of like kind of going back to those sorts of games and uh it's it's got some interesting morality stuff in it too like like you get two choices uh here and there where it's like oh you can do this and save these people or you can do this and kill everyone and i'm sure there's going to be some sort of uh you know ending or or differences there uh when you beat the game uh, that kind of are, are basing on whether you've made certain choices i i just have a feeling that's going to be part of it um See, so yeah, I'm digging it so far. I'm pretty early on, uh, so I'll, I'll I'll refrain from giving it a score, but I'm definitely going to keep playing it uh, because I, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Nice. Um, the last thing I've been playing has been uh, Rogue Legacy 2, uh, which is a sequel to Rogue Legacy and is a roguelike um, where you are kind of just going through a dungeon crawl and... Uh, Every time you die, your character uh, is the next character in the lineage of this family. Uh, so you kind of pass down traits through genetics and stuff like that. Uh, and you are unlocking slowly uh, through, through you know, collecting gold, uh, different, um, different classes, different buffs and stuff like that to make it a little easier uh, i think the progression works pretty well so far where where it feels like you're you're getting a little bit further every time as long as you're getting a little bit of money um i have yet to actually beat a boss in the game yet i'm still like kind of running through the first zone and uh still often will get my ass kicked but uh, there's been a couple runs i've had where i've done pretty well uh so i think for the most part it feels a lot like the first one uh it's been a while since i played that one but it is pretty much the same game uh you know as far as mechanics go um but uh, yeah it's cool like some of the some of the weird uh traits that you can get are kind of goofy like there's one where uh you can't see color uh and everything's in black and white or like sepia toned and and that's kind of weird and there's another one like everything's upside down uh and those those are kind of like less like, I wish you could, like, kind of ignore some of those goofy, fun fun ones they threw in there. I get the point of having them. I just think that they mm. also detract from, you know, the the be, being able to pr pr make progress uh, sometimes. Because it's like, oh, yeah, the upside-down one, that's hilarious. And then now I have to play a run like this or just, you know, re retire my character early because it's it's boring uh, to, to, to play upside-down. <laughs> um but yeah, I think it's really good. Uh, if you're into the first one, definitely check it out. Uh, again, I haven't played a ton of it yet, but uh, enough of it just to kind of a, a good positive opinion of it. Uh, I'll probably give it a score next time. Uh, but yeah, it runs great on the Steam Deck, and I will continue playing it on that. So yeah, that's what I've been playing. Nice. Cool. All right. Dennis, what have you been playing? All right. <clears throat> well, mostly still doing my usual thing of playing five-year-old or older games um <laughs> so if you're asking what are all those 
collections, you know, being sold for. Who's buying them? It might be me. Um, <laughs> anyways, but no, actually, I actually am not really buying them. I'm. I just have these games for so long that I just don't play them. But anyways, I played a a quick small one called A Story About My Uncle. It's it feels like an indie game. I actually have no idea who made it. I should probably check that out. But it is Not sort of a when I, when I saw that on the notes, I'm like, wait, is he actually gonna tell a story about his uncle? That's the same. <laughs> I saw the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, see that's kind of how the game goes, is uh it's like a first person almost like a Spider Man game where you play as a character who will have sort of a grappling uh, mechanic. Um, they wear this glove. You know, it's like some adult telling a bedtime story about how when he was a kid, he went to look for his uncle, and his uncle is sort of, you know, this wacky scientist who does all the kind of stuff. And he found a suit that presumably was made by uh, his uncle for him, where once he puts it on, he basically takes no fall damage and he has hyper jump and he can grapple certain surfaces with this glove that he's wearing. And yeah, that's that's basically the whole game. You sort of just swing from place to place and you go through the story that way and you kind of go through this sort of fantastical floating island sort of world where there's like frog people living in it. Um can't say the story is that enthralling it feels like a children's book children's story and that's fine because i think you know as i mentioned it is sort of a children's story it's just a dad telling you know his kid uh, the story of himself but um but the gameplay is actually not that bad you know it's it's part i would say it's part puzzle and mostly just sort of like timing and spider-man swinging and things like that. So, you know, if you if you want something to kind of turn your brain off and swing around. I did play this on the Steam Deck, which I can't say I would recommend. It runs well. It's just, it feels like it's a, control-wise, it's something that you probably want your mouse and keyboard for. Um, just to get that precision of making sure you grapple onto the right surface. But yeah, um... Short game, not bad. I think for what it is, it's it's a nice little escape. It's like eight out of ten for me. It's very, it's I mean it's not a popular game I don't think, but you know it's not bad. Um, and then I played through Darksiders three, which is that hack and slash game that has a million games through its franchise. This is the third one, where each of the games I think you play as one of the four horsemen. Um, in this world, and in Darksiders 3, you play as Fury, who's this badass lady horseman who I think is the oldest of the four horsemen. Um, and she uses sort of this chain whip as her main weapon. And the game is really fun. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of these sort of hack and slash type games. It feels... Uh, like the world is really interesting. It's interconnected. It's sort of like... Almost Dark Soulsy, you can definitely feel there's some influence in terms of the world design. There's like hidden spaces everywhere. There's hidden paths to other areas everywhere. There's loopbacks around almost everywhere. Um, the enemy types are interesting, but basically they're all sort of 
mostly humanoid um and you fight demons you fight angels and uh you basically you know hack and slash your way through and as you progress through the story you gain new weapons and those weapons are elemental so they also contribute to environmental puzzles so it's kind of a metroidvania in that sense too where if you you know don't get your fire elemental um abilities there's certain areas you can't access until later or there's certain doors you can't unlock um but yeah i thought like the world is probably the best part about this game besides just the really smooth solid gameplay um because it's 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 a world with a lot of variety. You kind of go through at least like three or four different areas that have their own sort of biomes. There's even like sort of some one underwater parts too. And that uh, really makes it interesting because uh, depending on sort of what form you take, which and by what form, it's more like what weapon you use and what elemental sort of aspect you're using. Uh, one of them makes you super heavy, which allows you to walk underwater, underground, whereas other ones, if you switch into them, you're, you know, swimming around, but you can't fight. So I think the game does a great job uh, sort of spicing it up as you play through the game. There's really interesting boss fights because you're hunting down the seven deadly sins, so you're fighting at least seven bosses. The story is engaging enough. Um... So I, I think, yeah, this is like a really good hack and slash game. I don't, I don't know when this came out, actually. Let me see. But it's, it's good. It came out about 2018, I see. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely not that old. I think it's definitely worth a play if you uh, either enjoy the Darksiders series or um, Devil May Cry. I would totally hit this one up. I, I really like this one. This is 8.5 out of 10 for me. Nice. Yeah. Totally love it. Um, This one I kind of played both on a TV with a controller and on the Steam Deck. Like I mentioned uh, in, I think, a previous episode, I, I like to stream a lot of my games to the Steam Deck. And this one I played on the Steam Deck when I don't have access to the TV uh, and it runs just fine that way too so but of course it depends on your internet yeah uh, yeah I think I mean I guess I'll, I'll touch on another game that I've been playing but I didn't really list down here is uh, I playing uh, darkest dungeon directly on the Steam deck I have it through uh, epic games I think it was given away a long time ago on epic um, and I used the heroic launcher to play it on the Steam Deck, and it runs perfectly. I have seen zero issues with it, and it's a fantastic game, too. It's like, uh, what do you call it? It's like a four... Um, it's a side-scrolling kind of dungeon crawler game where combat is turn-based, and there's, of course, a party system where you have a party of four. You decide, um, as you're in the dungeon... First of all, you, it's sort of like XCOM where you decide who you want to risk going into the dungeons. Um, and then with these four, you kind of comprise your party. You want to probably make sure there's some sort of variety. Positioning is a huge deal in this game. So if you have a healer, maybe they'll like prefer the back line. And it's not even a preference. It's that certain skills that each character class type has 
will only work if you're in a certain position uh, in your party, right? So side by side, you know, you can kind of picture there's four of your uh, party members in a row, and depending on whether in their first position or their last position from left to right, you know, they are able to have different abilities. And you kind of just go through dungeons, and the way it's laid out is sort of like a 2D room and path uh sort of system so you start in the door and then you can decide which path you go down so again it's 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 basically north south west and east as long as there's a path you can go to it um there's some scouting so you have a chance of scouting uh every time you enter a room so by chance you might be able to detect certain things that happen along the path that you're going on um so if you're uh, you know, want to go to the next room and you, if you scout it, you might be able to tell that, oh, this is a room with treasure or this is just a room with a battle or something like that. And then along the paths, uh, you'll be able to tell like, oh, there's certain things you can loot or there's uh, other battles that you might come across or traps that you might step on or disarm if you spot them quickly enough. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really good game. I, uh, I've heard a lot of good things about this before I even played it, but it's super solid. The problem is it feels really long. Um, it feels like because like it's XCOM, I feel like I have to grind my party members, my characters up um, quite a lot before I want to risk them doing any sort of hard uh, dungeons. Like the game is called Darkest Dungeon, but I haven't even gotten to the dungeon that is called Darkest Dungeon. Like there's these sort of smaller things before you enter that final dungeon um so i haven't even gotten to the part <laughs> but i it all plays the same and uh it, it's just a really really good game i think this is a really good game for the steam deck too because it is uh you can pause it at any time it's turn-based you know there's sort of like the macro lens of seeing oh you know how i want to develop my characters overall um, and then also just the minute-by-minute minute choices of, like, what skill to use in a battle. So, this one's a great game to pick up for the Steam Deck if you don't have it, I think. Highly recommend. Nice. So far, I'd give it, like, a 9 out of 10. I have to keep playing a little bit. I got probably 10, 20 hours in already, and I still feel like there's a lot of the game left, but also would recommend. Nice. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Cool. All right, Lucas. Aside from raging on Sonic Origins, what else have you been playing? <laughs> I will not rage on that anymore, but, you know. Uh, let's see. I have a lot, but I'm going to keep it. Sorry, my button keeps sticking. Uh, so, uh, let's see. So, I played um, Revenge of the Sh Cheese Shredder. So that was pretty good. Um, I played as Michelangelo, which is... Raphael was actually my favorite turtle back in the 87, because he's so sarcastic. Now he's not really my favorite turtle, just because he's a rage monster. So um, I played Michelangelo quite a bit. Uh, I played as my friend, uh, who's also a huge turtle fan. So it's nice to actually have a game where a bunch of us uh, can play a game where have fun it's just like a stupid beat-em-up there's like a lot of cool super moves and all that stuff like that um i had a 
couple of guests coming over to our place, actually another couple, and we played it as well. And they seem to have a lot of fun with it. They don't play video games or that kind of video games at all. So um, Revenge of the Shredder is actually one of those games where it's nice to have a game where you just plop it in like Castle Crashers and all that kind of beat-em-up games. And so that's nice. So uh, it's already been talked about a couple times now, so it's a thumbs up. I give it like a 10 out of 10. The music was fantastic. The the graphics, everything was fantastic. The character designs, everything was just on par. Everybody's either bought it or played it now or talked about it. So mm-hmm. if you have it, go buy it. Um, the other one that uh, I, I finally beat, uh, Zelda 2, uh, The Adventures of Link. I finally beat that game. Uh, it was hard. Uh, very, very hard, difficult game to beat. Um, if anybody wants a challenging Zelda game, I suggest go play it. Play it. If you don't want a challenging uh, Zelda game, don't play it. It's hard. It's it's not. It doesn't hold back on how hard it is. Like there's like knights with like laser swords that shoot at you like eighty thousand times. There's and then after that, there's another fucking knight that does the same thing. And then after that, there's a boss. And like you're low life. You don't have anything to do. Oh, it it it's hard. It's not a simple game. There's been lots of times where I've just like. I don't want to play this anymore. I think I'm done, but it's fun. Um, I don't disagree with Zelda 2 being, being fun on everything else at the moment, but uh, go play it. it it's pretty good. Um, I'm glad I finished it. It was kind of on my list of games to beat for Zelda. I've mm. kept away from it because it was that difficult. And then, yeah. I, I have a cat meowing behind me. Sorry. <laughs> And uh, yeah, <laughs> finally beat it. Uh, I was very happy about it. Um, but I'm on to because I'm being a bunch of Zelda games right now that I've never beaten before. But I'm playing the remake on uh, the 3DS for Ocarina of Time, so that should be a lot of fun. Hey, yeah, oh, that's nice. pretty good. That's a good yeah. one. That is a good one. So I'm gonna replay that um, because it's not you know N64 graphics, which I've played or GameCube. I think has a reversion of it. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I can't wait to play that. I haven't played Orcarina of Time in, like, 10 or 15 years. So I'll be good to go back to that. I think it's, like, one of the best Zelda games ever made. So mm-hmm. it'd be nice to play. But, yeah, that's about it. That's all I'm going to talk about because we've had a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, I guess uh, that's it for this episode. Cool. Well... We'll talk to you next time. We'll play some more video games. Video games. Bye-bye. Bye.